Hey, welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. This is episode 25. I'm one of your hosts, Vincent Trin. And I'm your other host, Shreds This week, we're going to have a short episode for you guys just with the award predictions in the NBA. Yeah, um, next week is going to be a jam-packed show. We just have a short one for this week because we don't have... There's not much to talk about, but next week we're going to have predictions game by game for the first week of the um, NBA restart. So it's going to be a fun show next week. Yep. Stay this tuned. Is, so consider this like a, a little warm-up for the NBA restart. Uh, I'm, I'm, on, I'm yeah. on vacation right now, so it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a hectic return, I'll say that. But uh, look, thank you all yes, for tuning in. I'll see you all soon. See you guys. What is going on, Shrey? How are you doing, man? I'm good, bro. I'm ready for this NBA season next week. The scrimmage yeah, is man. starting in two days. It's about to be, it's about to be crazy this week. Scrimmage everything's starting. coming back. Yep, everything's coming back to somewhat normal. Um, I'm actually on vacation right now, but we still got to make the show happen. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm live from live from the Outer Banks in North Carolina, and uh, this week we're gonna give you guys just our award predictions because nothing much happened from last week to this week, to be honest. I mean, everybody's just been anxious and ready for the season to restart. So, um, with all that being said, let's just jump right into it. With the MVP, Shrey, who is your prediction for the NBA MVP in the 2019-2020 season? My prediction is going to be different from who I think because I, I pretty much it's pretty much set in stone that Giannis is going to win. Um, he has all the stats. He's one of the greatest statistical seasons ever. Um, I think he's the number one player in the league in terms of PER, um, amazing stat line, huge impact on the game as always. Like we know, we know what Giannis brings to the table, but I'm going to go with LeBron because I believe most valuable LeBron is that because without LeBron on the Lakers, that is not a playoff team. I am sorry. No disrespect to AD. I don't, I just don't feel like there's enough. Um, playmaking on that team, there's no way they could function without LeBron. Like, we've seen in the past him leaving teams and they're just lottery-ridden for the next few years. The Cavs both times went to the lottery at right after he left. LeBron has clearly been the most valuable player in the game for the last decade, and I think he should win MVP this year. Um, everyone was coming at him for uh, be- beating up on a weaker East for eight years, but he's in the West right now. He's the first seed. Um, they have, <clears throat> I mean, they were hot coming in, or they're hot coming in, I guess, because, I mean, they, they're the most hyped team in the league. They have all the hype, all the swag. They just come off beating the Bucks and the Clippers, where LeBron really established himself in those games. I mean, he guarded Kawhi. He guarded Giannis. He didn't back away from the challenge. He didn't let Danny Green guard Kawhi the whole game. He didn't let um, AD play Giannis the whole game. He stepped up to the challenge, and he 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 was he was the winner in those matchups. So, I mean, <clears throat> I know I have a little recency bias, but I think LeBron's the MVP. Honestly, it can't go to anyone else. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on that. I'm gonna agree with you on the uh, on the LeBron is the most valuable player. Like, in ter- if you really break down the word, what valuable means. Um, but in all honesty, man, Giannis is probably 1,000% winning this award. Uh, I think the media knows it. I think everybody knows it at this point. I mean, the num- the numbers all fit- mostly favor Giannis besides assist. He This dude's bringing up monster numbers. Um, I mean, and the team is winning. So I think Giannis is going to go back-to-back 
for the first time since Steph. And, um, I mean, who knows? Giannis could win the next three MVPs or the past three years. Giannis could go on to win three in a row, to be honest. I mean, the way he's playing and the way yeah. – the, in 31 I mean, minutes. In 31 minutes 30, game. Min, 30 yeah. points, 14 rebounds, and six assists he's, with a block he, and a steal. That's crazy. And the team's winning these games by <clears throat> record margins. Uh, I mean, the thing about the MVP award is you don't really take playoffs into consideration, which I find a little bit, you know. Odd. A little bit odd because that's where you really should shine because if you're beating up on, you know, teams like the Wizards out in the uh, – with the worst defense in the league, like three times a year, of course, you're going to have crazy numbers. Um I would have to also give a few votes in there for Luca. I think Luca's been balling. Mm-hmm. 29, 8, and 8. I mean, this or 29, 9, and 9, actually. I'm sorry. This dude is on a playoff been, team. On a playoff team, putting up monster numbers in the West. Um, I mean, I think Luca will challenge Giannis next year for the MVP award of, uh, sometime. So uh, Luca's going to be up there, but he's getting MVP votes in the second year already. That's yeah. That's I think it's a very team. top heavy race. Like oh, after after Luca, I don't really like maybe Harden. I could give a few votes to. I yeah. guess Westbrook. Harden Harden kind of fell off towards the end of the yeah. uh, before the thing, but Giannis, LeBron, and Luca, them three for sure got for sure got to get the most votes. Um, but yeah, I think Giannis, no doubt about it, he's probably going to wrap it up easily back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the numbers just the numbers, and then the wins. Obviously, they're the number one um, team in the league in terms of records. So yeah, it's gonna go to Giannis for sure, I believe. Yeah, if you guys haven't heard yet, the uh, MVP races actually, or all the award races are actually closed already. So like, whatever you put up from October till March 11th is the official numbers for your for the rest. Of, so these bubble games don't really count towards any awards. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's basically just seeding up at this point. All right, now moving on to the next one, we're gonna go to Rookie of the Year. Um, obviously, if the season was longer, I would have went with Zion, but I'm gonna go with John Morant because I mean, the team is was currently set sit at sitting at an eight seed. John was playing out of his mind. Uh, I can't deny that, even though Zion is putting up 24 and eight, I believe. But uh, yeah, John Morant, I think is one of the most gifted athletic point guards we've seen in such a long time. He, he has that Russell Westbrook mentality, but he's so much more graceful and, uh, and has I a mean, better shot and has a better shot. <laughs> Already Doesn't make crazy decisions. He's a very smart player. I think John Morant and Zion are going to be running this league very, very soon. I mean, they're two of the brightest stars in the league, but uh, because the season was shortened, and because Zion only played 19 games, I gotta go the nod. I gotta give a nod to John Morant. Yeah, I gotta give Ja, ja that nod too. Um, for the same reasons. I mean, if Giannis, I mean Zion played the whole season, this would be a much different story, I believe. Um, and maybe even if they counted these awards for the rest of the season, if Zion could maybe sneak the Pelicans into the playoffs over the Grizzlies, I think it could have been a very, very close race. But facts. Ja is just there's the body of work. He's played the whole season. Um, let his like his team is in a playoff spot right now. Like if the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs. So you got to give them credit. I mean, this team like the Memphis Grizzlies weren't supposed to be a good team. They were supposed to probably be one of the worst teams in the league, and he has changed that narrative so much. You got to give him all the credit because he's been the catalyst for it, averaging 18. Um, Six or eighteen um, and seven 
along with 49% shooting, which is very efficient for a rookie point guard. Like, that is very, very impressive. And 37% from three, which is also very impressive because he wasn't supposed to be a really good shooter. 37%, I guess, I, I would, but that's pretty decent. Like, that's really good. Yeah, well, as someone, someone who's not regarded as a shooter, uh, 37% is very encouraging for years to come. I think he's going to get into the 40s at some point. Um considering yeah, sure. how he's doing so far. So, um, yeah, I got to give it to Ja. He's just done too much. I'm going to say this about Ja. I think him and Luka are probably the two most polished players coming into the NBA. I yeah. mean, they're just – they're NBA ready. Like, coming into the league, they just had that mentality and they had mm-hmm. – they didn't, they didn't need much to get used to. You know, they never hit the rookie wall. They never had that, you know, struggles in the league because, I mean, they're putting up mm-hmm. numbers from day one. And, like, they're not – I see no struggles in their game right now or any flaws at this yeah. age. And they're very mature. Yeah, like, Ja, I, apparently at the beginning of the year, they were kind of trying to, like, rest him because they didn't think they would be going to the playoffs. But now uh, he's gotten to play more. He's only at 30 minutes per game still. So yeah, he's, he's – I think the numbers will go up because he's going to play a lot of minutes now because they need to win games. They can't let the Pelicans get close or the Blazers. I'm expecting Ja to go off these uh, eight games. I'm, I mean, he put on some weight. I'm expecting around 24, 23, 23 and uh, eight, 23 and nine. Yeah, nine yeah, I think we can, yeah, I think we he can expect that from him. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, we're going to go to Defensive Player of the Year. Um, this is going to be a tighter race. Um, Giannis has a chance to win this award at, along with his MVP, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going to give the nod here to uh, Rudy Gobert. Was he last year's too? Yeah. So he's going to go, I think, I mean, the Stifle Tower, as everybody calls I, him. Um, I think he's going to go back to back to back. Right? Yeah, he has a chance to go back to back to back. But he's definitely one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, I mean, this dude, let's, let's look, look at it, man. He just he st- he locked down the entire league for three months. You got to give him enough <laughs> for that. <laughs> got to give him enough for that. No, but he's the Stifle Tower. Um, he's one of the, I mean, he's probably the most consistent defender in the league. And one of the best big men for sure, especially as a rim protector. I mean, if you're playing against Utah, you're gonna you're gonna have to score from the three point line. You are it's gonna be hard to take it inside. Um, there are other big men out there, but for sure, I gotta give Rudy Gobert the nod just because of his consistency. And he's been doing it for three straight years, or he he's been doing it ever since he came to the league. But I mean, he's playing at a level out of his mind right now. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with AD. Um, mm. I feel like the narrative's not there for Gobert this year. I feel because some some of these awards are based on narrative. I mean, that's true. I don't that think, very true. I don't think there was a dominant defensive player you could say who, like they could have won over Gobert last year. But I think this year you have a lot of candidates. You have Giannis. You have AD. So I mean, and AD is on a team that I think is the best defensive team in the league in terms of points allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, he might not have the blocks numbers that. Um, Gobert has. I think it might be a very slight difference. Actually, AD AD does average a little more blocks than um, uh, Rudy Gobert. Gobert. Yeah, Yeah, and he averages more steals. Um, I feel like just the impact on the court. I feel like AD's on 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 the defensive end, playing with a good team, is a lot bigger than you Gobert's. Um, And I mean, they have the most wins in the West. and have been playing stellar defense. Um, I don't think anyone thought they would be this good on defense, honestly, because people were underestimating 
how LeBron could play on defense when he put his mind to it, and a lot of the other Lakers on that team. So as an overall unit, I'd give the Lakers the nod, so I got to give AD the nod for this award. Mm. Oh, I mean, it's very def- close, though. It's gonna be a very competitive defense uh, for the three. For the three who's on it, Giannis, Gobert, and AD, it's gonna be neck and neck between them three. I mean, they're all three very great defenders, and they can. I mean, we've seen what they do. We've seen the highlight tapes on defense. They can block. They can steal. I mean, for their size, it's it's crazy. Um, they're literally athletic freaks of nature, man. Uh, moving on from that, we're gonna jump into the most improved player award. Uh, this is also a very, very, very tight race. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had Most some improved player. Texan technical difficulties. My power <laughs> went out, but I'm back. All right, man. Uh, most improved player awards. Probably one of the. This is probably one of the most hotly, most hotly contested awards this year. You got like four, five people you could throw in there. Um, I'm gonna go with Bam. Bam has been. Uh, he's really showing out this year. Bam out of bio the Heat, um, first time All Star, I believe. He's playing on a team that, you know, people expect it to be good because of Jimmy Butler, but he has as much of an impact as anybody on the team, to be honest. Um, he's putting up huge numbers this year. He's he, he's his career average is ten and a half, ten and a half points, seven rebounds, and two assists. But this year alone, he's putting up sixteen points, ten rebounds, and five assists. I mean, Bam is playing out of his mind this, this year. Um, and he's getting the heat to, you know, levels that we never expected him to get. But there are also other players you could throw in Brandon Ingram, who's, you know, shown that he's a he can be the number one scorer of the team. You've also seen um, Luca, who's literally jumped from his rookie year to like an MVP caliber player. So there's a lot of names to throw in there. But I'm gonna go with Bam Adebayo. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to go with Brandon Ingram, um, just because. What I thought of him last year and what I think of him now, like, the improvement is so drastic. Oh, yeah. We, we've thought a lot about Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Like, that. We've yeah, thought a lot about I feel him. like that, that personal, like, it's, it's more personal to me. That, that's why I have him as uh, most improved player. I mean, Bam does have a good case because they are a playoff team and they have proved mm. dr- drastically. Like, I don't think anyone thought Bam would be this good. Um, not a lot of people, at least. I, I had high hopes for him coming out of Kentucky. But I'm going to have to go with Ingram. I mean, he's averaging 26 points per game. First time All-Star this year. Um, he's improved greatly. I mean, as a playmaker, uh, I don't think he really fit in that offense last year around LeBron. He didn't get to have the ball in his hand as much. He got relegated to being kind of a spot-up shooter. or He didn't get the touches he gets now, at least. And he's become a really good all-around player. I have to admit that his Free throw percentage has gone up. That was a problem for him his first few years. Mm. And his three-point three percentage also went up. Um, he's become a really good shooter. Um, so I'm going to have to give um, Brandon Ingram the nod. The improvement is just very drastic, so I got to give it to him compared to Bam. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, Brandon Ingram was the first option on the team for most of the season until Zion came back. I think Brandon Ingram has taken a slight step back ever since Zion. Yeah, I think he was, he was averaging twenty six when when um, Zion was out, and once he yeah, came he back, was. his averages kind of went down. Yeah, they dipped a bit, but you know that's what happens when you got the you know the face of the team, face of the franchise on uh, starting to play. So, yeah, Brandon Ingram has improved drastically. I mean, Kenny's been on the show 
Kenny's been trying to tell us he's been nice the entire time. I've always seen the potential of Brandon Ingram. I just never saw him unlock it. And, like, sometimes on the Lakers, he just takes, like, shots that he shouldn't take. Mm-hmm. And that blows it. I'm just literally, like, I'm not even lying. He'll go, he'll go down the floor and think he's KD or Kobe and do some crazy fadeaway and literally brick it. But um, that's the personal thing that I have against Brandon Ingram. But, um, yeah, he's a great player, very talented player, and um, he's going to do great things in this league. Moving on yeah. to – from that, we're going to the Sixth Man of the Year award. Um, I'm going to take the safe route. Again, there's a lot of options here. I'm going to the safe route, though. Um, I'm going to go Lou Will. I think did, – did Montrez win last year? I don't even know who won It was Lou Will last year. Lou Will last year. So, I'm going to Lou Will back-to-back, I guess. But the Clippers, it could be Montrez or Lou Will. Um, Lou Will is such a reliable six, uh, guy off the bench. I mean, he's probably the best Sixth Man of all time. Is that – is that is there anything? Not There's no that? questions. Yeah, there's no questions. There's probably no questions. Like, he's literally known as the sixth man. He's so consistent off the bench. I mean, he never complains. That's what you gotta be as a sixth man. You gotta be extremely, extremely humble. You gotta like, you gotta accept your role. And he knows how to fill his role. He knows what to do. And he's leading this team to. He's not leading the team, but he's taking them to his second seed in the West. Um, I mean, without Lou Will, I think we can all agree the Clippers are not gonna win. Um, or amount to much. And Luo's averaging 18 points a game this year, which is a little slight dip from his 20 points, but that's when now you have Kawhi on the team and um, PG on the team. So, I mean, he's putting up crazy numbers as a six-man. He's one of the most efficient players we've ever seen off the bench. Um, Luo is just a sign of, uh, sign of excellence, man. That's all I can say. Yeah, um... He has had an impressive season, and I would give in, give it to him any other year, but I think I'd give it to Dennis Schroeder this year. Um, I feel like his impact on the game whenever he steps on the court to his team has been more than Lou Will. Because with the Clippers, you have so many bodies, so yeah. many guys who can get you a bucket. I feel like the impact of Lou is felt more in the playoffs, obviously, because he is a very clutch player. He uh, He steps up to the big moments, but... In terms of regular season, I got to go with Dennis Schroeder. He's been amazing. Like, he's completely changed my mind, too. He was one of the guys I wasn't really too high on before when he was on Atlanta. But he's improved greatly ever since he's um, been on the Thunder. He's averaging 19 this year. I think that's the most off the bench. Uh, 19, 4, and 4 with very impressive numbers. Um, that three-guard lineup that I've been telling you all, and me and Kenny have been telling you all the, ho- the whole time, that three-guard lineup for the Thunder – is amazing. Um, like that, Shea CP3 and uh, Shooter is probably one of the most efficient lineups in the league this year. Um, and Shooter's also um, improved his three point percentage. Um, he's never really regarded as a shooter, but now he's shooting 38% from three, also upped his field goal percentage to 47, which is also a career high. So, I mean, Shooter's. He he can also be like in the conversation for most improved. I feel, but I feel like six man is more fitting for him, so I gotta give it to him. Yeah, man, I haven't shown much love to Montrez. Montrez is also putting up monster numbers. I'm telling you, the Clippers, man, they're the deepest team I've ever seen. Yeah, they, they got dudes they got averaging the 19 points off the bench too. Like they have two guys averaging 19 off the yeah, bench. Yeah, they they're getting damn near 40 points a game off the bench, man. That's unheard of. From off, two, for players, two players, two players, and then the you bench. have Shamit on the bench too. You got Reggie Jackson. You got Reggie I mean, Jackson. You got yeah, Marcus yeah. Morris. And straight thinks they're they're not a threat to the Lakers. That's all. I'm about. I I never said they weren't a threat. I said they're the Lakers are going to beat them. That's that's big cap. 
Big cap. That's all I'm going to say. Um, all right, moving on from that. Let's go jump into – I think we have coach of the year left. Um, I'm going to go here and say Nick Nurse. I think the narrative – I think coach of the year is probably one of the most narrative-driven awards um, because, you know, you got coaches like Budenhoser who's taking his team to, you know, heights this year that – Almost was record breaking at one point. They're on pace at one point, but now I mean they fell off. But he's still fifty three and twelve. Um, I think Nick Nurse is because the narrative around the Raptors before the season started was they're done. Last year was the last year of glory for the Raptors. Once Kawhi leaves, they're done for. You know um, the Raptors are are nothing without Kawhi. But Nick Nurse has literally stepped up to the plate. He's and he's coaching this team to a second seed in the East, in which everybody knew uh, Milwaukee was gonna get number one. Nobody expected Toronto to be number two, but I mean, here we are. And Pascal Siakam has shown that he's improving at great heights, and Nick Nurse is really showing out this year. I mean, I was I was very surprised. I'm not gonna lie. I thought Toronto was gonna be a four or five seed, maybe even the sixth seed. Um, but they're playing very well, and. I mean, they're playing with not a true superstar. I would say Siakam needs a few years before we can really call him a superstar or star. So, I mean, yeah, I think I give him star. I give him a star. I'll give him a star right now. Yeah, I think uh, Nick Nurse is doing an incredible job in Toronto. So I'm going to give him a nod for Coach of the Year. If we want to talk about narratives, I think Billy Donovan – should be yeah. I'll say, say this: Billy Donovan and Nick Nurse are probably in the two. We're probably in the two toughest situations. Um, yeah, because I mean, you losing Kawhi is one thing, and then losing Russell Westbrook is, and and Paul George in the same offseason is another thing. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, narrative around the Thunder. I mean, nobody thought they would be very good. Everyone thought they would be a, lo- a lottery team for the most part. We didn't even know if Chris Paul was going to be playing for the team. Whether they look like a traded. mess. Look like, like a mess. we had no idea what was going to go on with the Thunder. And Billy Donovan in the past, like, he hasn't been regarded as a great coach, I feel. Um, he's always had really good talent with him. So I feel like that's carried him to wherever he's gone. Um, but this year was his greatest coaching job by far. Because mm, three guard lost came out of nowhere. Yeah, like, he lost his best player. He lost Westbrook. He lost PG. And they're better this year, I feel. They've done a lot better with Chris Paul at the helm. Um, he's done an amazing job coaching this team. They're a gritty team. They're a smart team. And I believe they can push a team in the first round, um, depending on where they're seated. I believe they can push one of those good teams to six or seven. So, um, yeah, I got Billy Donovan. It's very close this race, I feel. I feel this was the hardest for me, too, because Nick Nurse, he's the, doing a great job, too. Um, Brad Stevens in Boston, you got a lot of guys doing great jobs, but I feel like Billy Donovan has the best story here, so I'm going to go with him. All right. And with that all being said, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Like like we said, short, short episode. Um, and if you guys haven't yet, follow us on Instagram. We post every day. Really, yeah. really nice post. Really relatable post. Yeah, Vincent, um, got, with the, like Vincent got the fire edits. I try, I try my hardest to make the edits as cool as possible. So, uh, yeah, if you all listen to this podcast, just give it a follow. I swear you won't be disappointed. Shrey comes out with the crazy videos and crazy ideas on what to post. And I mean, this is a little, this is a little three man thing. We just come up with whatever we want to post and uh, post it. So yeah. At city boy rock podcast. At city boy rock podcast on Instagram. Um, And yeah, thank you all so much for listening to this show. We're going to be back next week with heat. Like straight heat. There's There's going to be be so much next week. Um, I don't think y'all are ready, bro. 
And after next week, it's going to be very, very entertaining podcast. No more of this, you know, digging for news. We're going to be talking yeah. about things that actually happened after yeah. this yeah. week. So, I, like, this is the first time we've actually, like, really gotten to talk about the NBA. Yeah. Because before, it, yeah. like, the, the games didn't really matter. Like, we were, I kind of, like, it was Zion mostly that was, like, making them matter. But now every game matters. So, it's going to be lit. Um, I can't wait. I've I'm not taking so, anything for granted. So I'm not taking anxious. any games. I'm taking no games for granted this year. I'm literally going to watch every single one of the Bluetooth TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is going to be very, very exciting coming up. And we're finally going to have, like, a real, real, like, like sports since yeah as we haven't had a real sports episode since week seven of the podcast it's now week 25 so it's been 18 weeks mm-hmm. man and we've been yeah. we've been craving it so um next week shout be out like, shout out to javel mcgee and matisse Steibel for <laughs> oh, those yeah. amazing vlogs um, those quarantine vlogs us, yeah they've no. been keeping us entertained we we know what's going on in the bubble now to a certain extent, so it's pretty cool just to see what the players are doing. Yeah, NBA just came back with I think it was zero negative or zero um, COVID positive tests. So the NBA yeah. is doing an excellent job in this. Yeah, I'm so I'm so like glad like there are no positive tests. I huge props to Adam Silver. I mean, he's done everything he could possibly do to make the, com- the players comfortable. So shout out to him. Exactly, and um, yeah. With all that being said. We're going to see you next week. Kenny's going to be on here. We're probably going to have another guest on the show. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be jam-packed next week. So, yeah. This is like a little mini mini break for us. But we still got to work. You know, we're we going to put out episodes yeah. no matter what. Yeah. We, um, we, we ain't going to leave y'all hanging, you know. Exactly, bro. All right. And uh, with all that being said, I'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you, guys.